Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Last Factor Podcast. What is up, lacrosse fans? You're watching episode 171 of the Lax Factor Podcast. Today we are going to talk about Friday and Saturday's PLL action. We've got the Water Dogs cannons that we'll talk about from Friday night, Bloodbath, Redwoods Whip Snakes, and the Atlas Chaos. Probably the best game of the weekend. Who knows? We're going to do this in a different format for people that are, are watching on YouTube right now. If you're not on YouTube, you can go to youtube.com forward slash lax factor. We're going to do this as kind of more of a browser tabs segment on uh, Sundays just to make it a little easier to whip up content and give you visuals all at the same time without having to do a lot of heavy editing. So you're going to see what I see as I sit here and we talk about these games here for uh, Friday and Saturday's action. Before I get into it, as always, be sure to like, subscribe, and you can go over to laxfactor.com as well. Support us that way. We've got a shop here. You can get t-shirts, shorts, all sorts of crap like that. So that's one way to support us. But the easiest way to support us and all I really ask, just like, subscribe, share the video with your friends, help spread the word, get us some more followers. So let us dive into it. First game. I want to talk about Water Dogs and the Cannons. Not a good game right from the start here. As we kind of look at the spread, 8-2 at the end of the first quarter, 4-2. Uh, they outscored them over the course of the second quarter. So we're looking at a 12-4 spread by the half. And you're thinking, all right, well, in the PLL, teams can come back. They got to make a run. But the, the Cannons get outscored by the Dogs 4-1 over the third. And it was really over after that, 16-5 by the end of the third quarter. That's the ball game, folks. One of the stats that stuck out, stuck out and this this was a, a couple of the games this this weekend had a two of the games so far this weekend have had bad face-off and possession disparities was the water dogs smoked them on the uh at the face-off stripe 21 to 29 the water dogs won thank you uh thanks to jake withers he ended up ended up with a goal and an assist in the game as well so he had a good game and as we go through the Water Dog stats, Ryan Brown, a lot was made this weekend of the Ryan Brown matchup with um, Brody Merrill. And I wouldn't say Brown won it necessarily, uh, simply because, you know, he, he scores a lot of off ball goals and things of that sort. But he ends up with four goals. Hell of a game out of him. Kira McCardle, three and one. Ethan fucking Walker of Denver fame, his rookie season. I think this is his second career goal so far but he goes one and three and that's one of the things I've, I've thought has been cool to watch so far is I'm not sure how many times over Ethan Walker's career at Denver he goes he went one and three where he put up you know three assists to one goal he was primarily a goal scoring threat even though he's a very capable feeder as well when called upon and that's the thing I love about seeing some of these rookies come out of the college game with the teams and the styles they played there compared to what they end up becoming at the pro game when everybody on the field is an absolute filthy, disgusting savage. And, and, and it's just a bunch of sick freaks running, running around the field. So you end up seeing these guys get to do different things that you didn't necessarily get to see them, you know, get to enjoy seeing them do in college. And Walker putting up three helpers to one goal is certainly awesome in his young career to see. Ben Reeves had a nice game. He ended up, I think there's a goal we'll show here off Instagram where I think Reeves feeds Brown 
for uh, one of his sticks overall. And uh, I think uh, Ward had a good game too, 63% between the pipes for Ward. So in the end, the Water Dogs absolutely put it on the Cannons. The Cannons, not a whole lot of happiness here. Drenner, three goals. Shane Jackson, two goals. Brendan Sunday, one goal. My boy, Jamie Trimboli, he ends up putting up a goal, his first pro point. Uh, overall, he took three shots, but he had a nice dodge down the right alley. I think we'll see that on the Instagram as well. We saw Reisman get smoked at the faceoff dot, like we said by Withers, eight of twenty-eight he goes, and that's a that's that's the pretty much that's the huge scoring disparity in the end. And, and Nick Morocco, I expected to see that, that Morocco had a rough outing, and he didn't. Fifty percent save percentage despite that really bad score. So if if you look at where where did this game really go off the rails? The big stat here was the possession disparity, ground ball disparity. That's partly because of the faceoff wins and everything. And another thing, cannons were uh, the the water dogs were not penalized in this game. So the water dogs go two of four on the power play and the cannons didn't get an extra man chance. So that probably plays into this a little bit as well. But route in every sense of the word is what we saw here. So let's kind of rip through the gram real quick. And this one we see Ben Reeves feed brown just sticks it nasty low to high that was absolutely filthy on this one we're going to see one where withers i think withers feeds brown maybe couldn't see the number on the leg there but that's withers just smoked it that was one of his assists on the day we see us you know kelly just get his hands free middle of the field a lot of dodging into the middle of the field in this game and not a whole lot of support or defense that was played in the middle of the field in this one on this one, we see Reeves hit Schlosser, and Schlosser goes down the middle. Once again, dodges from the middle and in, just kind of playing that dodge under or duck under game after you feed the guys, kind of the weave concept. You see a lot of that in the PLL overall. And then in the end, 19-7 to final. We have post-game interviews. We got guys happy. We've got coaches that are happy. What, what, what are we going to see here? I didn't Actually, I didn't see this clip yet. Oh, that was Walker's goal. So there's Ethan Walker's first. I I don't think that's his first goal. I think that's Walker's actually his second goal of his career there. And once again, what do we see here? Courier sets a pick. Walker dodging into the middle of the field. And before he even gets to the alley, lets it it rip left-handed. That's kind of textbook, textbook Walker overall. So that's all we got from that game. It was a bloodbath. We move on from that one. Let's get to the Redwoods and the Whip Snakes here. Another one, not an exciting game. Eight to four at the half. And you're like, yeah, that's not too bad. Whip snakes could certainly come back from that. Whip snakes like to come back from behind and and win games. But once again, that third quarter was pivotal. The Redwoods outscored the Whip snakes three one over the third, extending that lead. And that's kind of all she wrote. This one face offs. This was a big face off matchup here. We had TD Erlen against Nardella, and one of the things I had said was that if Erlen won the better part of the draws, which he did, he goes for 54% on these draws with five ground balls, got a lot of help from his friends on the wings in this one, but I said if if Erlen and and the Redwoods won the draws, Nardella could kind of equalize that by putting up points, and that's one of the things he didn't do. Nardella didn't have a terrible outing overall, considering he's going up against TD, but it's that lack of points that, that, you know, turning that face off into uh, an assist, a goal or an assist or something like that. You just go, you want to see that happen when you're going to get beat at the draws. That's why I love 
P.D. LaSala uh, for Virginia at the college game because you see him. He doesn't always win the draws, and and more often last year he did, but he doesn't always you know win the bulk of the draws, or at least in his early early part of his career. But the dude gets up the field and puts points up, and nothing hurts a team more than just losing a face off and then having a point put up on the board immediately. It's just way too easy. You never want to give up those easy goals. Burn lore, not not a not a terrible day. Forty three percent save percentage. That's not where he wants to be typically. And as we see here, that's the other big disparity. I forgot to mention that the saves, uh, Tim Troutner had an incredible game. He goes for 17 saves, 71%. So it wasn't just that possession disparity uh, or no. In the other game, it was the possession disparity in this game. It was a saves disparity where Troutner was hot going for 71%. And all the other stats as we kind of ripped through were pretty tight. You know, turnovers, nothing crazy here. Cause turnovers, nothing crazy there. GBs were in line. And that's all because, you know, these stats kind of go hand in hand to a degree. Well, these three here. So for Troutner to stand on his head and go for 71% uh, between the pipes, that really is the difference in this game overall. You see the whip snakes shooting percentage is 15%. Well, you can, you can thank Troutner for that. He had a hell of a game overall in terms of the scoreboard Matt Kavanaugh had a couple of really sick goals he had an inside roll dive that was sick uh we're going to show one when we go through the Instagram uh that he sticks where it was a low to high where he just got kept dodging into the middle of the field tough Jules Hennenberg had a good game Pinnell played well one and three Miles Jones last game I believe Jones had four assists and no goals this game he goes three and oh Kyle Harrison nice to see him stick one he kind of dodged into the middle we'll see that in the gram as well. So overall for the Redwoods, they just played better than the Whip Snakes. More importantly, their goalie played better uh, than all of the Whip Snakes did, you know, pretty much together. Brad Smith, you know, one and two. Simon Matthias, two and oh. Not a whole lot of excitement here on this side. And uh, so let's ditch this. Let's go to the gram. Let's find uh, the highlights that we end up wanting to watch. We'll kind of start here. Who do we got? We got a Miles Jones goal. Hennenberg dodging to the middle of the field, hits Jones, and Jones just unleashes hell on poor Burnlore there. That was a hell of a take. We have Hennenberg again. Hennenberg, this one, he's dodging up. Just gets the high side and lets it go right away. That's typical. You saw Hennenberg do that a ton in college as well. Hell of a job by him. Another one with Jones, left-handed again, dodging down the alley, gets it off. Boom, score. We're not going to watch that one. Here is one of Kavanaugh's sick goals. You see, oop, little hitch there. Well, not a hitch, but he kind of rocked him back off of it. Let's watch that again. He kind of rocks him back, gets him froze with this, and then right, boom, he freezes him, comes to the middle, hands are still free. That's not terrible defense there. I think that's Grill who's guarding him there maybe. Just I'm, I'm guessing off of the hair. But you just see him rock a little bit. Grill pauses instead of staying high, and then Kavanaugh just stings that corner. That was absolutely filthy. They didn't show the dive goal that I saw on Instagram. There's Harrison flexing. So that's it. 13-7. That's your score by the end of the day here. Go to the, 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 the PLL does a killer job on Instagram. So for anybody that wants to see really nice highlight cuts that isn't already on Instagram, if you check the PLL pages out on Instagram, they, it's, it's insane what you end up getting to see. Next game, we are going to talk about the Atlas and the Chaos. This was probably the best game so far this weekend. We see it was tight at the end of the first, 4-3 Atlas. Atlas kind of spread it out a little. They get up to 6-3 by the half. They kind of shut the Chaos down. The Chaos went this the Chaos scored the first 3 in this game actually, and then the Atlas went on that kind of 6-goal run. I think the Atlas even got it up a little bit higher than that in the third. You see in the third quarter, they both go for four goals 
And between the third and the fourth, I think at one point the chaos did get back to within a goal and a burn goal. But the kicker here, chaos took a three zip lead. Uh, I think that was with about six minutes left in the first quarter. They did not score again until there was about six minutes and change left in the third quarter. So it was like almost a two quarter period there that the Atlas shut the chaos out. And that ends up being the, the, the difference in this. And like I said, chaos did end up pulling it back to within a goal, but the Atlas continued to score from there and, and t- ran away with it. Once again, face off disparity, possession disparity, a big part of this game here uh, with ground balls, but that's thanks to the face off disparity shooting percentages. Both teams shot the ball fairly well. Uh, and I think really the, the, the difference in this game was that face off disparity. Uh, JD Calaruso, he plays decent 53%. I'm just trying to see if there was a save. Yeah, even the saves in the game overall, uh, it was Reardon, you know, 56%. So that wasn't even a big deal. Uh, it was simply Adler got smoked. He lost 18 of 26 for the chaos. And then we come down here and we see that Baptiste goes 19 of 27, 11 ground balls and a goal, uh, 70% of the draws that he ends up winning. So that's crazy. Once again, Jeff T just continues to impress everybody at this level. Now he's trying to say, hey, let me make the argument that I'm not just the rookie of the year, but maybe I'm the MVP of this damn league here. He goes for four singles and four helpers in this game. Ten shots, 40% uh, shooting percentage with four turnovers. You will take that every single day and be absolutely delighted. That's a that's a Hall of Fame career, hands down. First ballot, if you put that up game in, game out. Eric Law, three goals. You know, you kind of go through their roster and they got a lot of help. Romar Dennis, he only had one goal, but it was once again one of those insane jump shots, you know, off one foot, foot on the two-point line as he's on the run going down the field and he stuck it. So hell of a job for him. Chaos, Josh Byrne, four goals. He was the the lone bright spot here in terms of just total offensive output for these guys. Dane Smith actually had a nice feed to... I think it was Frazier on the crease dodging into the middle of the field. But in the end, it you know, you, you want to put up more than eh, 10 goals. I guess I watched the first half and I didn't watch the second half. So I was going to try to make that claim again that it was, you know, very painful watching the chaos play offense in this one. But I didn't watch the second half myself like live as it was being played. And I do see seven second half goals. They finally did put it together and played a little bit better. But uh, uh, C.J. Costabile had a sick two, step down two that he stuck overall. So let's get to the gram here. Let's see some of these highlights in this game. This is going to be Costabile feeding Law on the backside there. Costabile was quiet. I think he only had that one assist in this game. Didn't score off three shots. But as we see it again, gets down the alley. Beautiful feed. I mean, it almost kind of made it look like he was going to shoot that as well. We're not going to watch that. Oh, wait, wait, we might want to watch that, though. All right, so yeah, this one here, whoop, this is Dennis's. Look at that. Now, you can't see it here, but Dennis, his foot, his toe was on the two-point line as he kind of dragged that foot as he let that rip on the run. Let's watch that again. Just look at look at that dude's frame compared to everybody else around him, but just look at that form. That is a beautiful shot. His hands are barely apart. The amount of torque that he's getting on that is ridiculous. So Romar Dennis, has been he only had the one goal, but man, this guy, he shoots better on the run than just about anybody in this league. And, uh, and t- I don't know how many guys can shoot like that and stick two-pointers without getting everything on it. This one we'll see here. This is Trevor Baptiste, and he's showing off that speed boy as he would say. So I think that's Adler. Yep, Adler gets smoked. You see him kind of look over to the left. Nobody comes, though. They just let him run right down Main Street, and he ends up sticking it. We'll watch that one more time. 
You want me to be weirdly quiet while it goes off, but you see him. He just roaches Adler here. Boom. Pinch, pop, party. Scores to goal. That's it. Pinch, pop, party. And let's keep going. Teat, ground ball. Like I said, Teat does everything, man. He'll pick up ground balls a la Ryder, Garnsey, and weird spots in the field. And this backhand pass that he sends to Law is filthy. We're going to see this from a different angle. Look at that. It's like, yeah, I can't get my stick into my back across my, you know, the, the, the back up field again because Serdic is right there, ready to beat him. And he's, you know, to hell with, with throwing it across the crease right-handed. He easily could have just put his stick in his right hand and done that. But look at that. Goes, and you're gonna, I'll show it one more time so you can see how many sticks it goes through. It goes through two sticks. Boom. Through his stick. Boom. I don't know who's that, Newman right there. Goes through Newman's stick as well. To Law, that's just that's just absolutely beautiful across there. Teed is impressing the hell out of everybody. Look at what Reese did to whoever set that pick. I didn't I I can't remember who 15 is for the Atlas, but if you watch that again, Bucaro ends up sticking it. So the joke's on Reese and company. But you see Reese absolutely light that picker up. That was filthy. In the end, though, 16-10 for the Atlas over the chaos. Uh, that was the ball game. Hell of a game. That was the best game of the weekend, I think, especially over the course of that, that third quarter. And I said I didn't watch the whole second half. I flicked it back on, and I did see Burn score to get him back within one. And then I was running around the house doing stuff. So that's it for that one. Now we're going to do my knee-jerk half-ass um, previews. Here I've I've picked against both the Chrome and the Water Dogs at various times so far this season. I picked the Water Dogs to lose against the Cannons on Friday. They did not do that. I'm going with the Chrome partly because when I don't know who to pick, if the Chrome are playing and it's a wash, I'm going to go with the Chrome because they're kind of my team. John Galloway, I'm a Cuse fan. Uh, gotta love John Galloway. But as you kind of look at the stats here, Chrome play better defense. Water Dogs score. More goals overall. Uh, both teams have locked in at the shooting percentage. Pretty close in terms of shots per game. Doesn't get any closer in faceoff percentage. The difference here is save percentage. I'm going with John Galloway and homies. I think Galloway's playing. He didn't play uh, on Sunday last week. I suspected that was just to get him rest. So I think he's going to end up being the difference in this game. And I'm going with the Chrome. And then we got the Cannons and the Archers. And I am not picking the Cannons. A- I, I, I often am not going to end up going with the team that played Friday and is playing in their second game on Sunday because it kind of seems like the, the the teams that play Friday are a little bit gassed. Uh, so I'm going with the Archers anyway, though, because they're obviously a better team. You look down the stat line here, better in every way. They score more. They give up less scores. Um, they shoot the ball about the same. Face-off percentage favors the Archers, even though they're not lighting the world on fire from the stripe. Save percentage goes to the Archers overall. The fans like the Archers more. So, you know, Grant Amet, Will, Will Maney, and uh, and company are going to be a little bit better than Paul Rabel, Drenner, Rafus, and company is, is what I think is going to happen. So Archers, they're going to win that one, and that is going to be dope when they do that. So that's it, guys. Uh, we got a short, short show today here. 18 minutes is what I'm coming in at right now. That's not too bad. We'll probably do Sundays more like this more often, if uh, depending on how well it's received. Uh, the the PLL for me, my my following isn't you know hasn't been the biggest PLL fan so far. My following is mostly college lacrosse. So where we usually do you know a thousand views an episode or so, depending on the weekend uh, within the college world on YouTube alone, uh, PLL does not play well. I've found on YouTube, at least not for me yet. So we're trying to find a rhythm and a way to to put these videos out until they start, you know, to find a, a something that works for us within the PLL. And then on top of it, um, 
we'll be back again on, on Wednesday to, to, to talk about the Sunday's game, Sunday games, and then we'll do the previews for the rest of them here and crap like that. So that is this episode. Probably have to start throwing out some college crap again here because we got a lot of transfer news, but this has been, this offseason has not been as loud and crazy as last college offseason was. So there hasn't been a whole lot to report here. It got quiet after the Q's hiring of Gate and Petro. So we'll see what ends up happening as we get in, how much more college we'll get back into covering in each episode. I know you guys want to hear that, but for now, the PLL is what we got, and it has been a hell of a season so far, so I'm looking forward to watching today's games and keeping this all rolling. So that's as, as always, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Uh, we'll be back Wednesday to talk about Sunday's games and uh, preview the next weekend's games, and uh, you can always go to laxfactor.com, support us that way, like, subscribe, do all of that stuff, share this crap, and uh, thank you. Hoost is out. 